Blog Talk Radio. Listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness Prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. We just had some technical digging for just a couple of seconds, but I think I got everything um, back on track. We're going to uh, play this new intro that we have. Uh, Brother Cleopas, are you with me? Can you hear me well? I can. Thank you. Okay. All right. Thanks, bro. All right. So we're going to do this real quick. This is like a new intro. I think this. Uh, okay. And we'll be right back. Praise the Lord, everyone. You are listening to our three real life, real men, and real talk with Ray Rose, Elston Green, Cleophas Malone, Tyrone Rose, and Antonio Mitchell. Get ready to be blessed. <laughs> okay. That didn't go the way I expected because I think you pronounced your name wrong, bro. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they're, they're, they're automated, them automated uh, things have a, have a difficult time with my name. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, we're trying to come up with our own uh, intro. So this is what I'm working on. <sighs> so we can have our own intro and music and everything. Okay. But for those that's listening, I want to, want to thank you for joining in with us. This is our three real life, real men, real talk. I'm, I'm Ray, uh, Brother Ray. I'm joined so far with Brother Cleophus Malone. I'm expecting Brother Elston and Ta- um, Brother Tyrone and Antonio to, to be joining us in a little bit. Well, we're going to go ahead and get started. I do want to rem- um Well, let's do this. Let's go ahead and get started with prayer. We're going to ask Brother Cleophus Malone to go ahead to uh, start a- us out <laughs> with prayer, please. Yes, sir. Eternal God, we thank you for this opportunity to fellowship around your word, Father. We thank you for each and every hearer that will hear your word on this evening. And we thank you for the topic that will be spoken, Father. And we thank you, Holy Spirit, will have his way in this meeting this evening, that hearts and minds will be changed and moved toward the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their lives, Father. And, Father, we thank you that each and every man that has availed himself to give of their time, their talent, and their treasures to be a part of this broadcast, Father. We thank you that every need of theirs is met, Father. We thank you that there's no stress, strain, or struggle in their lives, Father. And we thank you that they walk in divine health. And this is your friend's prayer, and I believe that I receive every word spoken. And it is in the name that is above every name, the name, Lord Jesus Christ, whom we love and whom we serve. Thank God. Amen. Amen. Amen and amen. Thank you, Brother Cleophus, for that. Just real quick, I want to remind everyone about the different broadcasts that are coming up. Amen. You got History Bound and Grace to Minister Vanessa Williams. It's this Tuesday at 7 p.m. Declaring the Finished Work with Reverend Pat Randall's Thursday at 12 noon. Friday Night Joy with Reverend Ray is 7 at 7 p.m. The Bread of Life with Reverend Ray is the first. 
and the third Sunday of the month at 7 p.m. Challenge to Change with Pastor Paul Morgan is every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Our monthly, monthly broadcasts are as follows. Lifeline with Apostle Shirley Jones is every first Monday at 7 p.m. The Bold and the Beautiful, Reverend Novena Reed, Reverend Curtis Austin, Minister Jordana Cunningham is every second Saturday at 10 a.m. In fact, they just had a broadcast yesterday. Uh, Adoration with Evangelist Lewis McElwain is every third Monday of the month. Amen. At 7 p.m. So he has a broadcast on tomorrow. Amen. Marriage Takeover, the body of one Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson is every fourth Sunday at 7 p.m. And of course, you listen to right now our three real life, real men, real talk with Ray Rose, Elston Green, Cleophus Malone, Tyrone Rose, and Antonio Mitchell. And we broadcast these brothers broadcast with me every second Sunday at 7 p.m. Don't forget about Midday Glory Prayer with Reverend Gwen Dixon. It's every Wednesday. Amen. This is a free conference call number. The number is 712-770-5505. That's this code is 732-499. You're welcome to visit our website at winnichristospeak.com. You can find out a little bit more information about us and uh, about the different hosts that comes on and just a ton of other information about uh, uh, statement of faith and that kind of thing. So uh, again, I want to thank you for those that are already begin to sign in that are listening. Thank you for joining in with us today as the brothers get started. <laughs> Amen. I'm excited about what we're going to talk about today. So real quick, I know that I have brother Cleo Cleophus with me. Who else I have with, on the line with me, please? Elston. Brother Elson, it's good to hear your voice, man, as always. Good to hear your voice. So we're just waiting for a couple of other brothers. You know, um, I sent out a, a text about uh, what we were going to talk about tonight. I, I had asked uh, Brother Elston and um, Brother Otanio to uh, bring forth a word of encouragement, but I didn't get back with them. So I'm oh, gonna... <laughs> I'm sorry, I missed I... I've been ripping and running all day, man. Kid stuff, man. Start the game. You're okay, man. I'm letting you guys off the hook because oh. that's on me. Okay. I'm sorry, <laughs> man. You can say that uh, for either next month or the month after. After you and um, um, brother Tony can work that out. Okay, but you you good. All right. So what we're gonna do? There's a couple things that I wanted to talk about, um, and uh, whatever um, brother Cleo that you have in mind and. Uh, you guys feel the need, but one of the things that I wanted to address in in everything, and we're not getting into gossip or nothing like that. Uh, we just need to continue to pray for the brother, this brother uh, Kirk Franklin, uh, what took place with the uh, his between him and his son, and not not again not judging the brother, not condemning him or anything like that. But one of the things that stuck out to me and stuck to my to core who I am is the relationship between a man and his son. And um, sometimes it can be very strenuous, you know, to the point that maybe it uh, um, draw out. So uh, with me not having any sons or any type of kids, that's one of the reasons I want to um, just get a take with the brothers, um, you guys, or how you would have handled it, you know, not whether you agree or disagree uh, with um, with what he did as far as Kirk Franklin, because it, it takes two people, two, two parties are involved here that includes the son too and everything so um just just give me a couple of your takes and then we what i want to do is that how will we have dealt with it uh well you can't do you have to do both ways because we're all christians how will we deal with a situation like that as a believer in dealing with our uh, offspring whether it's a son or a daughter because um i know growing up for me my my, my brother's <laughs> My brother's pushing my mom. She never went that far, but she had some choice words. <laughs> she had some choice words, you know, and I remember even for me that I had one of my brothers, I ain't going to call his name. <laughs> I don't want to put him on spot, but uh, got bold enough to stand in my, in my mom's Lucy Rose, I call her name, face. <laughs> And um, it was not pretty what took place. <laughs> it was not pretty at all, you know. And uh, we, as as her other son, wanted to intervene. And she uh, looked at us with a very stri- strong and strict voice. I got this. I don't need your help. <laughs> I got this and I don't need your help. 
But um, in the, the situation with Kirk Franklin, we know that it's a little bit more intense, even with this term, because we know sometimes these things take place. But we as believers, you know, we have to be very careful in everything. So I just want to get a good, a quick uh, take and on that. And then I want well, to uh, go ahead. Brother, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't? <laughs> no. Okay. I, right. I don't. So, I mean, some, somebody's going to have to enlighten me. Okay. All right. I don't well, know. Let me do, okay. No. Let me do this. There's a uh, Kirk Franklin has a 33 year old son, and I guess they've had a relationship over the years that has been intense. So uh, Kirk Franklin's son decided to record the conversation between him and his father, and it. Um, there's two parts of this, so let me do, let me go finish what I'm saying, and then we can get into that. Okay, so he decided to record a conversation with his father, and then to post it on social media. And this conversation between him and his father, uh, Kurt Finger just goes totally ballistic. I mean, he bases the cusses his son out. I mean, to the max. And when I'm to, saying to the max, I'm probably being too kind to it uh, and everything. But Kurt Finger lately, lately, later came back and apologized about. The conversation, okay, and explain what was going on. He even explained that what the son posted wasn't a whole conversation. He only recorded the part that where his father was cussing him out and everything. So that's basically where we're at and everything. And one of the things that Kirk Franklin said that I, I agree with is that there was some private. So that, and that's one reason I don't want to get into uh, a prejudging of him or anything like that. But it was a private situation. But his son made decided to make it public by posting it on social media and of course now Kirk Franklin uh, because of what he represents as a believer is under major attack uh, um, and people are saying that he talked to his kid this way but this is not a kid this is a 33 year old grown man <laughs> and everything and um, I don't want to I don't know the reason or the logic behind it I'm sure there is more to it this story but again what caught my attention is that father-son relationship, you know, and stuff, and how we deal with our son, with with our sons when adversity or disagreement come in, and stuff like that, you know, uh, and how we should do deal with it from a believer perspective, okay, and everything like that. But but and not hopping too much on him or what happened, but realizing this is takes place in a lot of families, uh, whether it's saved or unsaved. Uh, between um, um, preachers and their kids, or and everything like that. So it's not about his, ce- his celebrity status, even though that's pushed out there because he's we- he's well known, he's famous. Because there are preachers that I've, I've known in the past that have done the same thing, and nobody never knew about it. But because of social media now, man, everything is out there. You know, everything is out there. I would, for me personally. Like I said, I'm, I have to put out a disclaimer. I don't have any kids, so I don't know what it's like to be a father per se. But I have an issue with two, with the only issue I have mainly because it was posted on social media. I think you know and stuff like that. I think that was be my main my main thing. That the fact that it was posted on social media and the reason that the way it came off that is to is to bring embarrassment or to condemn and everything like that. So. Uh, that's basically where I'm coming from, Elston. I don't know what, whether um, Cleophus had a chance to do a follow-up and everything, but I get all kinds of stuff on my on my page, and I always investigate it because I know that a lot of times that's, those things uh, – oh, what's happened to my – there we go. Those things are not necessarily true, but in this case, it is true. Um, Brother Tony, are you with me? Yes, sir. Uh, my oh, okay, good. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. So, uh, so that's basically where we are, brother Tony. I was sharing, and I know that you're a father, and, and all three of you guys are fathers. So, I wanted to share a little bit about your relationship with your your son and how you would handle a situation. I'm not sure you're familiar with the whole um, Kirk Franklin's um, post, uh, yeah, uh, and um, yeah, and the son thing. But I think there's something that we need to talk about. Not to judge Kirk Franklin, not to judge his son, nothing like that, but to talk real talk about those things. Because that's what we're doing. We're talking about real talk, real men, 
and our relationships with our sons or daughters in some cases and everything. So that's where I'm coming from, Elston. Okay. I hope that helped you out a little bit just to give you a yeah, idea. Okay. So let's go ahead and um, anyone that want to start spreads, you can, and uh, we can go from there. Okay. Uh, I okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I actually uh, saw the video today uh, of the whole situation with Kurt Franklin, and I do want to point out his grown 33-year-old son because yeah. there was, you know, talk of people having different age groups, and but he's 33 years old. But right. uh, the one thing that I was taught, growing up and I still implement this as a father today is you always show respect towards mm-hmm. your parents, your grandparents, your elders. You would, It was just ingrained in you when I was growing up. And uh, even the most hardest gangster uh, you, you name it kind of person, even they show respect towards you know their parents and towards their elderly. Uh, it's certain circumstances uh but in this situation um it actually made me think no i haven't cussed my kids out um they haven't pushed i've been angry with them yes uh but i haven't it hasn't got to the point where i actually you know they pushed me so far that i just went off but at the same time it's just it makes you think that uh because it does say in the bible do not provoke your children to wrath and it made me just think, uh, have I pushed the buttons of my kids whenever I'm pushing them too hard, you know, when it comes to school or when it comes to life situations, especially with my oldest son. My oldest son, he's 28, he'll be 29 this year. And I've been kind of riding him a little bit as far as, hey, you need to start making some moves, you need to decide what exactly you want to do in life. Uh, you have a girlfriend that's really sticking by you. Don't don't do all of this shacking stuff. You need to go ahead and and do the right thing. And it just made me think: Am I really pushing him too hard on things that I feel that he should be doing? And you know, it, it, from that aspect, it made me think as a parent. But mm-hmm. uh, just the whole Kirk Franklin situation, I. I can't judge the son. I can't judge the, uh, the uh, Kurt because what didn't get played was all the stuff that happened that led up to that one moment that he just chose to to play. So right. um, I, I think it's some fault on both ends, but uh, it just goes to show that hey, everybody, no matter who you are, uh, no matter how much of a holy roller you are, if someone pushes your button to the brink. Uh, you just break. This is what happens. And we don't know what that son said in between that time to really force Kirk Franklin to say the things that he said. But right. yeah, so I uh, to me I don't I don't fault Kirk for the way saying what he said because I don't know what was said prior to that, but uh as parents, you know, your kids will push you to that brink. I will say that they will. They'll push every single button that Hello. they push, you know, <laughs> to get you to that pitch. But uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't condemn Kirk. Uh, I just hope the son continues to get the help that he needs, because uh, right. there's obviously some hurt and there's obviously some some broken up that's going on that needs to be fixed. Right. Amen. And to uh, and to add to that, just a little information page, just a bit, so when they, they would, they had, if I'm mistaken, Anthony, you can correct me on this. They, and, I mean, Antonio, there was a counselor online that they had was in contact. They so they were in counseling, and the counsel, yeah. counselor was also on the phone line at the same time. Um, Esther, do you want to? Who else wanted to say something? Um, you know. I agree with you know I agree with what Tony said, um, and I also you know would say this you know when there's always gonna we're always gonna be challenged and and have temptations uh, you know to man, act out of character or act a way that we normally don't act you know that we 
you know, I don't think any of us that are on this line have been saved our entire life. You know, mm-hmm. we've, we've been in the world, <clears throat> and, and you know, there are some words that I can say that that I, that I have said in the past, and I, you know, thank God that I haven't been down that road in many, many, many years. But I could put them together, you know, and right. you know, when you're pushed to the brink of frustration. Um, Oftentimes, you know, when um, when pressure gets on you, you know, unfortunately, what's in you is what's going to come out. Um, and I'll say the same thing that Jesus said when that woman was caught in uh, adultery, in the act of adultery, when everybody wanted to stone her and, 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 and you know, institute the Jewish law. And Jesus said, he, was, he who is without sin, won't you cast the first stone? And that's kind of the way I put it. You know, I look at Galatians, and Galatians chapter 6 talks about if your brother, you know, is caught in a temptation or in a fault, you know, our position should be to build them up, you know, and, and to restore them back to where, they, where they're where they supposed to be. And, you know, not talk about them and not talk down at them and not, you know, try to, you know, a lot, in situations like this, man, pe- people will use situations like this to, to try to pile on top of somebody. Um, and what we really should be doing is praying for the brother and, and for his son and for and for restoration in their family, you know, because it's a very difficult thing. You know, um, my father transitioned to be with the Lord in 2004. <clears throat> and our relationship wasn't always the best. And it, and it really had nothing to do with him. It was all about me, you know. Right. And so I can remember him and I having some very heated discussions. And nothing, you know, he never used any kind of foul language toward me, and I never used any toward him because, you know, even in through all of that, I had the utmost respect for him. And, uh, you know, it just came down to, to, to us, you know, saying what we had to say, you know, I wasn't where he expected me to be in my life at that time, and and uh, you know, and I didn't want to be told about it. <laughs> and uh, we 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 had our discussion, uh, multiple discussions, and I can say that you know, when he was transitioning, uh, I had the awesome opportunity to. Uh, it was on his birthday uh, in 2004, and he transitioned a couple of weeks later. And I had the opportunity to present him with a card on his on his hospital bed, and to let him know that he was my my hero. And we shared a moment that I'll never forget. You know, the Bible says to honor their father and their mother. That's the that's the first commandment with promise. And as a child, you know, you don't have to agree with what your parents do or say, but the scripture says to honor them because that's the first commandment with a promise attached to it. Long life will it bring. And so I just think that it's so important that as as, as believers in the body of Christ that we don't condemn our brothers and our sisters when they have tests and trials that come up, you know, uh, social media can be uh, a wonderful platform, and it can also be a very uh, uh, detrimental platform uh, to people who who sometimes may have challenges with controlling their uh, anger or, or so forth and so on, because People are always watching, man. People are always watching. They're always looking for something to say, you're not who you say you are. Yeah. So that that's my take on it. I, I, lo- I love Kurt Franklin. I love his music. Uh, and there's nothing out of this incident that will change my heart toward him. And, uh, you know, I just pray that him and his son both uh, will have the joy of the Lord in their heart where they can reconcile and and, and form a relationship that, that 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 they can put up as a trophy toward God. Amen. 
And um, I like all everything you guys have been talking about so far, because in reality, when we really want to come, it's, it's really not about Kirk Franklin. It's not about his thing. It's about it is about our relationship with God first, and and with our sons and daughter. And um, brother Clear, what I was talking about, I also thought about even with our relationship with our wives, you know. And in my, and I know that I was, and for me, and I'm going to be extremely transparent. There was days I said a lot of things, um, including some choice words to, yeah. to my wife at that time, you know, that uh, I regretted later. But, but once those words go out, you can't take them back. They're already no. out there. And the only thing that no. you can do um, is to apologize. Um, or, or godly, start repent before God, of course, and then tell the person that you're sorry and everything yeah. like that. And that's why words... Um, matter um, so much and everything like that. And the scripture says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. All of us have. All of us have made mistakes. And, uh, and if you have someone that's telling you that they have not, I would look at them with a, with a second eye. Stop, <laughs> stop maybe, backing up from <laughs> Maybe stop running from the bed. You know, backing up with a run. You know, because all of us callers, we're gonna, you know, one of the things that I liked what Jesus said that he, when he told the, the, uh, what I think it was one of the person, he said to them, Come on up, you've been faithful over a few, few things. The, the one that he had five talents and then he get, gave back with 10, I think that was, was that who, uh, you guys correct me. But, um, he said, You've been faithful over a few things. That means that I didn't always get it right. That's what, yeah. <laughs> I miss, I miss sometimes, you know. I miss right. some days. I miss some times. It didn't. It wasn't perfect. It may have. It may not even have been pretty. But because there was a few days that he said he would make you ruler over many. Uh, before I, I go into a, a scripture, else I, I want to give you an opportunity if you want to, if you have a desire to respond. Okay. Okay. All right. Austin, are you still with me? Okay. All right. But um I'm sorry, I I had it on mute so I couldn't okay. get it off. Okay. <laughs> um yeah, so I'm I was listening to um Cleophas and, and Tony's um uh what they were sharing and uh, again I didn't I didn't hear nor nor see you, you know, what took place. Um but I like what Tony said you know, his 33-year-old son. And so there's two men that had an argument. Right, right, right. Two grown men. Two grown men. Two grown men. I mean, it wasn't like he was 17, 16. He's 33 years old. Right. Grown men had an argument. And um, maybe at this point, and I'm not, and I don't know, but at 33 years old, maybe those nice words wasn't working anymore. <laughs> That's true. Tough love. Okay. Maybe it wasn't working anymore. Maybe, and I'm not saying that, you know, it's right, but maybe Kirk had to go there to let him know. He had right. to go there. And right. I don't know how many times you could have talked to him nicely. We don't know. We don't know right. if it's first time. It's been many times. I don't. I don't know, but maybe he took Kirk there, this grown man, and and like I said, I never heard, didn't hear what happened. Don't know the background, whatever. But two men had an argument. Two grown men had an argument. The evidently, um, and the son was was completely wrong. Completely wrong for recording a private conversation and sharing it. And if we want to get biblical, we can say, honor our father and mother. You know, that's not honor. That's not honor that you would take something private that, like that and share with the world to to tear your father down. But like I said, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, you know, what the background is. Um, right. I, I pray they get it together. Um, uh, as for me and, and my son, uh, yeah, my son at times, I, 
I could have went there. I could have went there. I had to catch myself because he he was he was taking me there, um, and because he was being disrespectful. Uh, so he he almost had me there, but I did not um, respond in the way I wanted to. I yielded, but at that time my son, you know, he was a little boy, so I I didn't want to want to do that to him. But third. Right. Year old man, and y'all, both of y'all adults. It was two grown men having having a discussion, having a disagreement, having an argument. Then that thirty-three year old should have handled like a man that he is, and talked to his father, and not let the whole world know what took place. Right, right. Yeah, I, I, uh, and that's what seems to have been the theme, Elson and brothers. Uh, based off some of the comments that were made, that because people wanted to hop on that it was a kid, <laughs> you know, on social media, it's like, wait a minute, this is not a kid, okay? It's not a kid. At 33, you're no longer a kid. You might be a a, a son, but you are not a kid. And um, uh, also that I, the the some of the other history that goes with that, that this has not been a, this has been an ongoing thing. This is not a one-sided, one-time deal, but this is the first, probably the first time that the uh, son actually decided to record and everything like that. So it's unfortunate that all those things took place. But again, my, the issue for me is not really about Kirk Franklin or the son, but it's about our relationship that we have with our son. You know, we know Amen. the relationship that Jesus had with his father, okay, and everything, and, and in, in many of us' case, in many, at least in my case, there was no father figure in my life. But they, I had, like Cleo was talking about, one of the things I did have is I have had uncles, man. You know, and um, they would bring correction. Uncle, I ain't gonna call him by name. We used to call him by uncle. Um, God, what? I'll just say, uncle would think all of them would bring correction and everything, but they never did it. You know, we never was in a place with them. Number one, we was afraid to disrespect them. <laughs> Fear was a major factor, you know. Some of had some big hands, man. <laughs> yeah, the little boy said he did. He was afraid to all of them, even the smallest one. <laughs> of the uncles. Um, Cleopas' father, man, but yeah, you were sort of, you were somewhat. There was a fear factor with them that you was afraid to disrespect them and their thing because they didn't have any issues, you know, having a nice long um, country um, chat with you. <laughs> but, but but our family, as Cleo know, is like that, man. From grandmama to granddad, there was no issues uh, uh, with discipline, you know. And everything like that. So I, for me, the, you know, and I've, I've watched my uh, my other brothers and their relationship with their sons and everything. And I can I can say, as far as what I know, I've never seen them uh, go to this type of level. Maybe go to the level that you almost there for that button, but be pushed, but not going that far and everything like that. So, but it's just a, amazing and stuff like that. But what kind of relationship, you know, you know. Um, Go ahead. You know, one of the things I think that we, we you know, have to remember, too, is that, you know, where, where does this kind of stuff come from? Right, you know, right. And what, what causes these kind of things to, to happen, you know? And, and, and let's, let's remove the, the, the name of the, the people that we're talking about, Curtin. Right. And, 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 you know, the scripture says that the enemy, Satan, comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy and then Jesus said, I've come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. You know, he didn't say it was no guarantee that you were going to have an abundant life. But what he did say, you know, was that Satan comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. So in in this moment, I look at this and I say, okay, why now? Here's a kid, 30, here's a young man, 33 years old. He's having a heated discussion with his father. I'm sure they've had heated discussions before. Rob, why record it now? Why now? You know, yeah. what, what, what's so important about this time frame, this moment now that you would record that call and then release it? Right. 
Right. And and I I look at it as an attack on the father. Yeah. Uh, by Satan himself. You know, yeah. part of that still killing the story, you know, Satan will use whatever we've been toward or whatever we are in fear of, just like Job said, you know, the, the thing I feared the most has come upon me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and and so we gotta be careful too. You know, what are we putting in the atmosphere? You know, what 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 are we what are we saying out of our mouths that will cause some kind of attack to come on us like that? You know, so I, you know, I, I take the names out of it, and I look at here's a father and a son that that had intense fellowship. That the father said some things that he'd like to take back and wish he hadn't said. And the son recorded them and put them out on social media, and the only reason he did that is because the father has a a, a, a status level in society. Right. So let's tear him down. You know, let's 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 destroy another uh, uh, man of God in the body of Christ and, and and destroy him and destroy his character and assassinate his character. You know, to 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 to, to further say, you know. See, I told you, all of them are there, acting like they are holier than now, really aren't. Right. When the scripture clearly says that in this time, in this life, we're going to have some t- tests, we're going to have some trials, we're going to have some tribulations, be of good cheer. Why? Because Jesus said he overcame them all. So, you know, I, it's, I think it's a little bigger than even what we're talking, you know, even, yeah. you know, that's why I say just take the names out of it. A father and a son. It could have been. It could have been me and, and a son, or it could have been one of you and your son. You know, but Satan comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. And once something becomes bigger to you than God, now you put this thing on a pedestal. And I'm not saying that's the case with Mr. Franklin. <laughs> but once you put this thing on a pedestal, where this is more important to you than than God Himself. Now here comes Satan. I got you. Let me let me yeah. attack that thing and let me drag you down. Let me put you in a position that maybe you put a gun to your head and blow your brains out mm-hmm. to destroy the appearance of the love of God and to attack the very spirit of God itself. And right. that's kind of the way I see it. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think it's so important, man, that 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 we do what the scriptures say. We 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 pray for this brother and we lift him up and we lift up his son and we. And we uh, go go after them, and, and and you know we should be showing him so much love right now. And and again, whether it's Mr. Franklin or Mr. Jones on the block, <laughs> it doesn't matter. You know, right. we, we we that's 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 who we are. And so we we go after those those men and. And because the, the the strength of every nation is determined by the male population, so it's 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 a, it's very important that that we show forth the love of God and 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 guess what? I'm going to miss it. You're going to miss it. We are all going to miss it. Yeah, I don't know if it was Tony or Elson, but you hit the scripture right on the head. You know, we've all sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You know, but it's it's. It's how we react. It's what we do when we mess up, and that's why that's why God said David was a man after His own heart, because David could mess up royally. And he turned and he would repent, and he wouldn't do that thing again. Right, right, yeah. Um, there's a couple other things I wanted to, and we're almost done with this, but there's a couple other things I want to talk about because one of the things I read online. You know, somebody that sent me a message. They was trying to blame the parenting skills, okay, uh, of the parents. So that's just why the the son or any son, um, take like you said, uh, brother Cleo, uh, taking the name innocent, we react. I, I I don't necessarily agree with that, and the reason is because though I, I'm I'm known parents that have given their children. Um, the word of God and taught to the word, and they still strayed. So does that mean when the child strays, you blame the ch- you blame the parents because the child strays? Would 
when using that scripture that we just quoted a few minutes ago, that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But it is easy in this case to sit there and to to blame the parents or well, he wasn't a good father or, or maybe the mother wasn't a good mother or whatever the case uh, may be because there are people uh, that didn't have that father figure that would never ever disrespect um, their parent or even if father was in and out of, they, they won't do that so you, it, I just I'm always amazed that sometimes how the the language that comes out is that well this is because he wasn't a good father and everything like that but for me personally and I can only speak for myself I wouldn't necessarily agree with that I don't know what kind of father Kirk Franklin was his steward and, and I'm not in the place to know that that's not my concern All I, my concern is that or anyone in that situation not just uh, like that, like that. But how can the healing uh, begin? Okay, because obviously there's some healing that needs to take place within both when um, both young men. I can call them young because they're younger than me. But both young men. <laughs> okay, there's some healing that needs to take place. You know, and uh, sometimes, sometimes. Go ahead. Who was speaking? I was just gonna say the fact that they have that they have. Uh... A family therapist, I think, is is a good starting spot. It's a good start, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, someone yeah. that's that's, that's uh, not emotionally attached and, and can objectively hear both sides and and try to try to be that bridge um, where there's a gap, you know. Right, and, right, right. And sometimes that's yeah. that's what we all need, man. We need we need somebody to, you know, to be that bridge. You know, right, there's, a, there's, right. a deficit, there's a gap uh, in our relationship, and you know, too often we, when we speak to one another, we're not speaking to one another out of any kind of reconciliation. All we want to do is get our point across and let you let you know that I'm right. You know? Right. And, right. And the reality of it is, is do I want to be right or do I just want to get it right? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I, I actually want to go back to that point uh, that you brought up about the parenting. Uh, okay. Uh, my my thing is before you identify the splinter in somebody's eye, make sure you take out the beam in your own eye. Right. Amen. Right. And Amen. you know, my, my thing is parenting is it, it comes in all different forms and sizes, right. uh, and it. There's plenty of books on it, but it's nothing like trying to raise your own kids, you know, mm-hmm. that they have their own personalities. And you can do everything by the book. You can uh, even teach them the Word of God from the time that they're born all the way to the time that they move out. And still, when they move out, you can still be telling them about the Word of God. And some, unfortunately, still turn away. Right. Even yeah. You've instilled all of that. And them from the time they were born all the way to the time they, they were taking care of themselves. So it's, it's an uh, gap aspect. Uh, I really like that analogy that they uh, can help to kind of bridge the gap because there is a gap between right. the two. And right. it makes me think about the gap that exists between me and my father. Now, me and my father, we, we're we cordial towards each other. We, we Respect each other. Uh, we talk maybe every blue moon or so, but we did have a conversation once before to say, "Hey, we can't change the past, but we can make the future better." So right. We made an agreement to say, "Hey, we're going to make the future better," but in that conversation, we never addressed how we're going to bridge the gap. Mm-hmm. We're going to become closer together as father and son. How are we going to make sure that we're of more integral pieces to our daily lives? We never addressed that. That actually just made me think just a few minutes ago. I was like, wow, we, we still got a huge gap. Even though we're not going to bring the past back up again, there's still a huge gap because if I ever get in trouble or anything, he's not the first, second, third, or fourth person I would call. Right. But he right. advice. And it, it you know, that's something that and I need to be a willing participant to 
try to bridge that gap and not just focus it all on him and say, well, you the dad, you need to, you need to make this happen. It, it takes both parties. So, uh, uh, hopefully, in you know, in the situation that we're talking about, uh, they're they're taking the right steps, and hopefully, uh, both of them have a willingness and uh, love and a sincere heart to really try to address the gap, build a bridge so that the gap might still be in place where you could get across that gap. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Very well said. Very well said. Uh, the scripture that I was going to read, I think it applies um, to this. It's coming out of First Peter um, chapter 3. Chapter 3, verses 8 and 9. And it says, Finally, be ye of all one mind, having compassion one of another, love as brethren, be pitiful, be courteous, not rendering evil for evil, evil or railing for railing, but contrariwise, blessings, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. Amen. That you shouldn't heard a blessing. So there it is right there. And and again, that's not just for our our, our, our children, or but that's for each other. That's for our spouses, you know, uh, and everything like that. And, I mean, it's, it's for all those things, you know, because um, this is what the enemy, as it has been stated before already, our purpose is to come in and to cause chaos, you know. Or to cause the the railings for railings or unforgiveness, you know, a lot of things that we're talking about ties right back into uh, unforgiveness. Okay, and um, uh, and that's a very one of the weapons that the use the enemy will use against us as as believers and <laughs> and unbelievers is unforgiveness, and yeah. you develop a point where you just don't want to forgive what somebody did 20 or 30 years ago, or even recently. So, you know, go ahead. Uh, you're right. You're spot on with the unforgiveness piece. I mean, yeah, unforgiveness yeah. In, in, in the life of any person is, is, is a yeah. cancer. It, it's, it's, it's the worst kind of cancer that you can, that you could have, you know, and I, and, and I don't want to minimize cancer to, for people that are, that are um, stricken with cancers that, uh, you know when I say that, but man, it's it, it's a it's like a, a a water drop that's dropping on the same thing over a period of years. It just deteriorates and ter- deteriorates and deteriorates. You know, and so the, that unforgiveness is, man, you 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 said something right there, and it's yeah. so it's so it's so important that 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 we get that out <laughs> to to mm-hmm. you know whatever means whether it's through therapy or, or meeting with a, a professional in the in, in the in the uh in the psychiatric field and, and that's that's probably one of the biggest things in the black community is is you know, we won't go see a therapist or we won't go see um a professional because the first thing we worry about is what others gonna think. You going to see a psychiatrist, are you crazy? Right. No. You don't go you don't <laughs> You don't, you don't go to the doctor because something's wrong with you all the time. Sometimes you're going to the doctor for for for, for preventive measures, right, uh, right. To, to find out stuff. No different than going to see a psychiatrist or or someone in that profession. You know, right. whether you have an issue or don't have an issue, mm-hmm. but that person is trained, and they can share some things. They they can share some things with you that. That maybe even coming up in your life, or something that you that you've suppressed uh, from an early childhood that 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 you haven't let go of. So you know we should all endeavor to get help on, on whatever level we can get help on. You know, and and, and stop this you know stereo, stereotyping that you know because I go see a shrink or because I go see a psychiatrist or a professional that you know. You're crazy, or something's wrong with you. Well, it's not. Right. You're just trying to help. You know, right. for the Thank you. For, for spiritual right. help. You know, we need spiritual help. We need physical help. We need emotional help. Right. You know, there, there's a this 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 world offers a lot of things that can come at you, man. And and right. and 
you know, and it's all designed to to get you off the path of what God wants you to do. Right. You know, and so uh, why would these people be in existence? Because everything that is, God created. So why would they be in existence if they weren't here to help and to bridge that gap and to uh, uh, get to the root cause of some of the issues that we may have, you know, sometimes even hidden stuff that we don't even know is there, you know. Right. It happened at an early at an early child level that 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 you don't even know, but it's back there. It's in it's in it's in your it's in your uh, subconscious, and 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 you're acting on these things and on this belief systems based on what you've heard, you know. And right. and, and 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 man, I just want to be free. <laughs> the scripture says, "Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty," and I want to be I want to be dwelling in that spot where I'm free. You know, and, and that way I can I can love the way I'm supposed to love. I can be compassionate toward people the way I'm supposed to be compassionate toward them. I can have empathy the way I'm supposed to have empathy. You know, I can have sympathy the way I'm supposed to have sympathy. And I can get rid of all of my own emotional uh, thoughts that would hinder me from being able to, to, you know, to go out and witness to somebody. Right. Amen. Yeah. I also want to, um, Brother Cleo, as far as you were talking, talking about office and tell people um, in the past that it's more like a, a holistic healing, okay? It covers body, mind, soul, and spirit, you know? Yes. And a lot of people don't really um, quite understand it, but all of this um, crisis involved with and everything. And um, I'm, cause, because we have the, uh, we deal with the site, Christians against suicide and depression. A lot of times, we get prayer requests, okay, uh, for people that are going through that is right at the brink of uh, suicide, and uh, we have to be able to uh, minister to them and to encourage them, and and in some cases, always tell them to dial nine one one, okay, and uh, uh, I'm definitely an advocate. I know this might be a little controversial to some, but I'm definitely an advocate. Uh, for medication ma- management, and I remember telling someone in particular that uh, to keep in mind that a lot of it is a chemical n- n- imbalance, and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes the way to treat chemical imbalance is through medication. Okay, now we know that God is a healer, but we also know that God heals through different methods, and we should never put God in the box. And everything like they said that he can't heal a certain way because we know God can heal any way he, he wants and everything. But as um, you know, that not only we we continue to keep in prayer, but we encourage them to get also get help. And and to this day and time also, uh, stay, going back to some of the things you said earlier, we got to realize that there they are they are Christian um, therapists out there. You know, they are Christian based, and they have groups. Um, tremendously because now it's like the church is beginning to see the need for that type of professional but yet Christian at the, at the same time. So Absolutely. they're out there. You know, so you can always uh, in the biblical base, you know, so find the help, you know, necessary and stuff like that. If you don't know, we know a couple that I know of personally um, get in contact with me and um, I point you in the right direction and, and everything. And um, they do some of the people that I know, they do counseling online now. By, <laughs> by everything is done by Zoom. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, get the help. By all means, get the help. Uh, always be part of a Bible-believing um, church that will preach the gospel in season. And a, a pastor that will be able to see it goes on hand. They may not be able to give you the medical part, but they're able to, to speak to you, to, to you more so, the spiritual part. Because a lot of things that we face, um, either way you want to cut it, I always believe it's spiritual, you know, in nature and stuff like that. So, by all means, man, get some help. Uh, we're almost out of time, and but I want to give you a brother's closing uh, remarks. The other thing I want to make sure that they're rather listening to me today. Listen, we are against any kind of domestic violence, uh, any kind of abuse of any kind of nature, okay? 
uh, we'll we'll justify that, you know. And even in that kind of situation, I don't care how old you are, we will request that you get the help needed if you've been abused domestically or physically or even emotionally. Get get some help to help us out there for you, and that you are not alone, and that God loves you. Make sure we put out there that God loves you. And he doesn't want you uh, to feel uh, abused of any nature. So please get the help that's necessary, okay? And, again, if you like more information, I definitely can get you that. If you send me an email to whenchristenspeak at gmail.com or just make a, send me a message on Facebook, we will definitely make sure you get pointed in the right direction, okay? So what I'm going to do right now, brothers, I'm going to let you guys go ahead and give a final say, um, each one of you, if you have one final say and everything, and then we can go ahead and close out. Uh, I would just like to say that the Bible says that love covers a multitude of sins. Mm-hmm. So let's uh, approach everything. Uh, we we will definitely today, tomorrow, next week, uh, we'll always come short of the glory of God. But uh, I think forgiveness, repentance, and love could just really help us in this journey called life. And right. when we come across situations, whether it's in the family or with our close ones or just people that we don't know, uh, there's always look for a way for reconciliation. We might not get it right the first time around, but there's always circle back and try to make the situation right. Uh, and sometimes it might be a matter of we just agree to disagree. Right. But to get to that moment and to have the peace of mind that comes with it, I think that uh, helps out tremendously. So let's just always look for a way to just uh, bring unity in every facet of our lives. Amen. Anyone else? I, I don't have much. Just um, I just pray that they, you know, that we can. Um, um, that the the church will won't beat him up, right. you know. Um, but they understand that you know they they've had disagreements, whether they said some words or not. They had disagreements, arguments with with loved ones before. So um, that they just keep in mind is two two grown men, two grown men, not a grown man and a little child, and that they won't beat him up. That's all I pray. I pray you just don't beat them up. Amen, Brother Cleo. I'll I'll just I'll I'll just close on this, and <clears throat> the scripture says, and this is for parents. Uh, and my prayer is that, that that as a parent, you wouldn't beat yourself up over stuff that your children are, are doing, especially uh, uh, born again believers uh, that are parents. Um, and the scripture says to bring up a child in the way that they should go. Mm-hmm. It didn't say to bring up a child in the way that they would go. My responsibility as a parent is to pour into my child to my children all that I am and all that I know. And understand that all that I know is not all there is to know. Mm-hmm. And to be flexible. But more importantly when 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 my children are acting the way that I want them to act, then my responsibility at that point is not to go and, and belittle them and to and to bring them to wrath as Tony as Antonio said earlier tonight. But my responsibility is to is to set up a standard, a regimen, a prayer that and I, I I'm I'm a prayer believer. You know, I, I believe that my prayers are answered. I believe that. And so, and it doesn't matter when I see it or if I see it. Because the scripture tells me that when I pray, that's when I believe I receive, right then. Now I don't have to go back and, and petition God for the same thing over and over again. Once that prayer is in the atmosphere, now I go into a, a, a season of thanksgiving for the manifestation of it, and so I think it's important as parents that that we don't 
we don't beat ourselves up <clears throat> to the point that we think that we we are bad parents mm-hmm. and that we didn't do all that we could do to to raise our children the right way. You know, uh, people talk about God being in control, but and I and I believe that God is in control. But God put us in control of the earth realm, and he took himself out of the earth realm. And he said, you go and you you have authority over all the works of my hand. Everything that I put out here, you're in authority. I'm the big G, you're the little G. You go handle business until I return. And so God ain't coming down to just fix what's going on. That's our responsibility. As, as born-again believers, we have that authority. He's given us that authority. He's given us the keys. And whatsoever we bind on earth, the Scripture says, we be bound in heaven. And whatsoever we loose on earth, the Scripture says, we'll be loosed in heaven. We have to take our proper authority. We have to, we have to take our proper position in the earth realm so that we can see the manifestation of the things that we want to see. Amen. Amen. With that said, well, everyone, you've been listening to When Christmas Speak Talk Radio. Today's broadcast has been Hour 3, Real Life, Real Men, Real Talk. Uh, my brother's with me, Brother Tony, Brother Elson, Brother Cleophis. Brother Tyrone was not with us today. I'm Brother Ray. I do want to thank you, Vance. Please share this message uh, with everyone, and y'all have a great – Brother Tony and um, – Brother um, Elston, uh, you guys decide who wants to do next, okay? And let me know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had to put that out there real quick. And stuff. But I, I, I thank you, brothers. Uh, man, this has been an awesome conversation. I didn't know exactly what direction it was going to go, but I felt the need for us to be addressed as men and, and as men of Christ, you know. So I thank you for every single one of your input. Y'all have a blessed rest of the day, after a night. And God bless each and every last one of you. Okay? God bless you. Amen. 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 God bless you, God. All right. God bless. God bless.